Hello, thank you guys for joining us. I'm Bobby Daniel, and this is Aaron Milligan. We are going to do a devotional with you guys, and we're really excited. And Aaron's going to start this off with prayer. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, Lord and Savior, I just thank you, God, for just this amazing opportunity over Zoom and over recording. Just another moment in that we're able to spread your word and glorify your name, God. You truly do bring blessings out of the curse and just providing another venue for us to share your word and to get it out there um, to those hearts that have been softened to hear whatever it is that you have to say today, Lord. I just pray blessings around it. Father God, I just ask in your name that you would keep all thoughts of the enemy out, um, even thoughts of Bobby and I away from this conversation and that what needs to be said, you allow to be said, Lord, just guide us with your will, soften our hearts to hear your voice better and to say whatever needs to be said, Lord. God, you are so good. You are the God that conquers everything and you are truly going to make a win out of everything in the future for us. Jesus, we love you and honor you. And it is in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So, yeah, we just start with the three questions. So one question is, how is your God time? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, I think it's, you know, your favorite place is with the Father and I think oftentimes we forget what an amazing safe place that is. And um, in my devotion this morning, I think it was this morning or last yesterday, um, it was just saying how often Jesus went and spent time with the father. It was this morning and um, he was carrying the weight of the world and his mission was so great. And and here he was modeling what we should do when we are living, you know, his, his way and um, having a mission and carrying our weights. Um, he wants to take that from us and carrying, helping us to carry. And it just was cool to me. I was like, wow, how much time that Jesus had and went and spent alone with the father and made time and, and a place for that. And it just was really um, comforting to know that that's um, something that we can do as well. And that if God is calling you to do big things, small things, anything, mm -hmm. <laughs> you're going to need to spend time with him. And it's having that time with him and his word and relying on his strength and the Holy Spirit, those those are the things that are going to get you through. And that was just super comforting to me. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess I need to do that too. <laughs> or I can see myself kind of like running low. And last night we had just got, um, you know, from picked up the kids from school, came home, ate a little bit, went and picked up some more Halloween costume stuff. And then we were on our way to uh, jujitsu, which were there for like three hours <laughs> with one kid or another taking their classes. So by the time I got home, it was just late. I'm doing laundry. And I just was caught myself like, wow, 
I really do need to fill up on my God time. That way I can just be a better mom and the things of the world won't get me down as much. And I can just feel it when I am running low on my God time, (laughs) how being a mom and just getting um, pulled in so many different directions and you do at times have the weight of the world on you. And it is just comforting to, to know. And I was proud of myself to kind of see that I was running low on him. And so last night, put everybody to bed and I just went and got into my Bible app on my phone and um, spent some time there and made sure when I woke up, that was the first thing I did was get into my Bible app and um, let's see, I did a plan. It's called unshakable. Mm-hmm. I can put it in our notes, but, um, just real fast. It probably didn't take me five minutes, but just to set my mind on him and, um, fill up was, was cool. But I was happy. I was proud of myself to, to know like, oh yeah, I see it. I can't, I'm not doing this on my own. I'm doing it because I'm relying on him. And that was cool. I was like, oh, that's fun. <laughs> I love that. Absolutely. Um, I would say that like my God time is, is most of the time in the morning. And when I mean morning, I mean 5 a.m. That is my God time. But every year at this time, I don't know if it's like the changing of the seasons. It's right before we fall forward. But I just struggle at getting up at 5 a.m. And I find myself just sleeping until I wake up. And so I miss it. And I go throughout the day and I pray, but it's not the same. It's not the hour that I could get or even hour and a half that I sometimes get. And so I don't go to that deeper spot, to that quiet place that God really calls us to be like Jesus did. And Oh my gosh, I sometimes, when you're mentioning that, I sometimes think when I'm reading when Jesus retreated into the gardens, like, what were you talking about with the Father? Like, what was that conversation like? How amazing and mind-blowing that would have been. Like, probably couldn't, probably couldn't handle the conversation. But <laughs> even in my own devotional time, that quiet time, when God touches my heart in that quiet place, that's when he gets me. That's when my, my mind stops. And that's where I know I need to be. And I love when you opened it, like that is where our heart is being called. And it's so true. I know what my heart needs. I know what I need, but for whatever reason, it's just this time that I'm like, oh, I could just sleep for a little bit more. I can, I can, I justify it to myself. And then I'm like, I'll do it later. And then tying that back to, I, I slowly, what is, I think John Wimber says, I leak the Holy Spirit, like I leak it out throughout the day. And I need to pray for him to fill me back up because I'm like a well. And I might have like some hole in my pride, like leaking out the Holy Spirit and it's just emptying me. And, or I have like a hole over here with the kids being at home and homeschooling and it's just draining me. So I love that image of a well and the Holy Spirit comes and he just fills it all up and he plugs every hole. Um, And so it's a wonderful reminder that like, okay, I know the weakness of my body and I know the necessity of my soul and like where 
am I going to go? What path am I going to take? And it's such a human struggle every day. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what is it going to be? Am I going to do that 5am or 6am? It's early too. And get what I know I need and filled up from God. And it just carries me throughout the day, which is way better than sleeping. Like it, it it's, it's better than sleeping because it truly gifts me through the day versus sleeping in that extra two hours and I'm drained anyway. And I feel like nothing's going right. It's just, it's so funny how that happens. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Um, Visuals. Um, So it's like, you're the, you're the phone and you need to be charged and mm -hmm. you can't, there's no other way around it. And I think, um, you you're going your battery is getting low and you know what's coming um so yeah you you're made to plug into god yes your strainer the strainer (laughs) i'm thinking about like my mac and cheese and pasta and all that stuff the strain like you're just (laughs) the water will come out but i think you're you're made to not be self-sustaining you're made to be a perfect fit into his um, his strength. And I just, I love that. Cause sometimes we feel like we have to be everything and amazing and perfect and awesome. And, and that's just not one reality and you're never going to be, <laughs> but comforting to know that you were actually made and designed in his amazing knowledge and wisdom and to be part of him. I think mm-hmm. that would be so awesome. Absolutely. Right. Well, in our weakness, his power is made perfect, right? We're not supposed to be able to do it on our own because if we could, the glory would go to us. It wouldn't go to our heavenly father. And in my devotionals, um, they've been, I've been reading about Moses and I mean, the deeper you go into Moses I mean, growing up, you just know the story. And then it's like, somebody comes along and it's like, okay, let me tell you what it's really about. <laughs> so I, I love the part today I read um, when, when God is calling him and, in the bush and he turns and that moment that he chose to look, Moses chose to look at God and God knows his name. God knows your name. God knows all of our names, but like, what are we going to choose to do? And so God starts this journey and he's, eventually tells him he's like okay you're going to lead your people out of Israel and Moses is like what if I'm going to lead these people out of Israel you're going to be next to me and I love that because I feel like that's me most of the time God if this is what you want me to do you're going to have to help me through this and and that but that's a perfect place to be not to rely on our own strength or weakness but to lie truly on the power of God and what he is capable of. And, and that just one helps us in our own foundation of who Jesus is, but it also lets other people see the true glory and the power of God, because there's no other way we could have done it. Revelation says, Jesus says, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, others will be saved. And I love that verse because it is, it's Jesus and his blood, his sacrifice is what saves people. But then we get the honor of sharing our testimony. And that's why it's so important to get it out there for others to hear 
because no one can take your testimony away. That's your story. And so to share it with others helps them. It helps relate and then helps guide them to the light of who God is. Yes. I love that. I love that. Like vulnerability in your weakness, in the vulnerability Mm -hmm. is where you can turn on the light for others. And I think that that's just really powerful and comforting. And it gives like a purpose to your, your pain almost, you know, and, and I think that, um, so many good things can come out of really hard things. Oh my gosh. Yes. And the broken and the painful and it's just, God can really use your story. And I think it's just so powerful. Absolutely. I love that purpose, purpose to the pain. And it it is so true. The purpose to the pain. I mean, God will wipe away every tear eventually, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt in the now. And it's so important to remember, like to trust God in the circumstance. Don't, don't focus so much on what the circumstance is, but trust God to be above that circumstance and know that he is going to work for the good of those who love him. And when we love him, I mean, we just surrender to him and and we can trust that. And it is comforting because he's so much bigger, so much bigger than the pain. Yes. Amen. 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 Period. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. Um, Great. And then, so again, in, in discipleships, when we ask, um, like, how's your God time? We just lead into what is God telling you? And what is he, where has he been guiding you this week? And I feel like we touched a little bit upon that, but anything else you want to share? Um, <clears throat> Before we started recording, I was telling you that we, I was looking through all my pictures on my phone and it, it was just uh, really cool to see just, just within, gosh, I think I've had this, this phone for, I don't know, 2013, maybe. Not I think I've broken like three phones in between then, so good job. But you know, I'm like, wow. But um, somehow all these pictures are on my phone since like 2013. And it's been really cool to go back and see kind of um, from this point of view in my life to go back and look at um, where God was leading me Mm. and all my, um, my Bible app pictures where I make a highlight a verse and then I make a picture out of it. And it's super fun. If y'all don't have the Bible app, get it. It's so amazing. You version. It's amazing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's so wonderful. So, so I save all my pictures that I do all my devotions on. And it was cool to go through some of those verses um, along with my life. You're seeing your life in pictures. And I remember at, you know, at that time feeling a certain way and where is God taking me? <laughs> I, and uh, feeling all the insecurities, but then 
when you look at just the pictures of your life, you just see all these like good things mm-hmm. and you don't, you're not seeing like the lies of the enemy in these pictures. Um, and then you see how um, a season wrapped up for you. And it's, it's, and then when you're consecutively looking at your years, you're looking and you start to see where God has um, taken you. It was really powerful this morning. I was getting kind of teary. I just thinking about like being at the time, like, where am I going? Why, why, why are you having me do this? Like, this is so weird or wild or crazy. And then um, just looking at the years of the progression and growing deeper in my faith. Um, and then all the fruits from that. So then today, you know, like everything kind of makes more sense where I'm at in my life. Um, and, and I realize, wow, I'm so glad I didn't listen to the lies of the enemy in that moment. I just walked in faith and didn't listen to the insecurities. And I just, you know, kept going where he wanted me to go. And I saw friendships, you know, move to the wayside and realize that's just not where God wanted me to be. Right. But the pain of that in the moment mm-hmm. is, is hard to, to go through, of course. But when you're looking at your pictures, you're just like, wow, like, oh, here we are today. And this makes so much more sense. And I'm, I'm so glad I walked in faith and what didn't listen to the lies of the enemy. It was just really an interesting, um, interesting morning going through, going through that. But I, I'd imagine, you know, for Moses in the moment, he's probably like, what's, <laughs> what, what do I do? Um, you know, and for us, we're just like, yeah, of course, like he trusted God, he had faith, he, he you know, dealt um, with these Egyptians and, and cool, like part of the Red Sea, but I can't imagine being in the moment of that, mm-hmm. the life of the enemy, um, and fill in your insecurities to try and prevent what God has in store for you and, the, and prevent you from using your gifts that God has given you. And of course, like we get to see how it plays out and we're like, oh yeah, I think we kind of take it for granted a little bit. Like, oh yeah, good wins. Ha ha. But <laughs> if you were that person, it, it must've been an amazing amount of um, insecurities and burden and worry and just walking in faith. And, um, and I think that that's something like we all have to do. And that's why we have to have our or God time that gets filled up because we can't do it alone. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah. I love that. I love all of that. It reminds me like patience, why patience is a real fruit of the spirit because it has to be developed, has to be stretched, has to be more or less tested. God, God tests our patience and he says, just trust me, just trust me. And I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only one, but sometimes I definitely whine about that. Like, oh, come on, Lord, <laughs> like, where are you in this? And I know I, I usually hear him saying, like, I'm right here. Trust me, be patient. And I 
could honestly say patience is not one of my biggest strengths, but it's not a weakness of mine. But man, when he's testing my patience, it's it's truly growing and it sometimes grows slow. <laughs> sometimes grows slow. And yes, I love going back to Moses. He's truly becoming one of my one of my most favorite um, heroes of faith. And I see myself in a lot of what he does and says to God. Like when he tells God, like, I am not, I am not a good speaker. I I can't speak to the people. I'm not a public speaker. I'm like, well, yeah, so neither am I, Lord. Like, why are you calling me to help disciple people? Why are you calling me to speak in small groups? Like, why is that something you want me to do? And he's like, because again, in your weakness, my strength is made perfect. My power is made perfect. You can tell everybody how much you suck at it. And that just shows even more how amazing I am. <laughs> so I love that. And, and Moses says, like, I'm not a public speaker. Get my brother to do it. He's the one who can talk. And uh, I love that, too. That's like nobody's going to stand in the way of God's will for your life, period. No one's going to stand in your and in his way, except you. You're the only one who can get in your own way. So it's just allowing yourself to move aside and to get out of your own way to let God really work in and through you. And when you trust that Holy Spirit within you, I mean, amazing things just start to happen and your, your own foundation and faith is strengthened, your knowledge of who Jesus is, is strengthened and you see the Lord's heart even more because he has such big plans for every single one of us, for Bobby and for myself, for everyone who might be listening today. God has a will for your life and it's a good one, more amazing than anything we could have ever come up with. Um, And I love that you're looking at your phone and pictures. It's like God was writing a picture book over the past, what, seven years? <laughs> like, here's your picture book. But it's so true. Like, I read my girls, my young kids, the stories, the Bible stories, and they're so shortened down, like four pages of these amazing events, like Moses, four pages. That's all they needed. And it's the highlights. It doesn't show the struggle, the doubt, the the stress of it all, and and really just sometimes even arguing with God which is okay to do. God would rather have you be mad at him and run at him than walk away. It's okay. But, but figuring that out, figuring that out with him, like you said, going into those quiet moments with him is, is that key thing to do because he's going to write a picture book. That's way more than four pages. And, and it is important to go back and to look at like where you started with one journey, how God got you through it and where it ended and, and leapfrogged to the next chapter. Because then when you're going through those next hard times, you can look at where God's gotten you already and be like, I can rely and trust in you again because you've done it before and you're not going to fail me now. I love that. That's so good. Oh, that's so good. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm still today just, you know, praying like, okay, God, please get us through this season. You know, there's the unknown, like, please, you know, 
be there for my family. Especially I think like when your kids get older and you can't, you're not, you're not controlling every single thing in their lives. (laughs) Actual like teenagers. There's just so much that you're praying for, for them and, um, that they find, um, their way and you're, oh, it's just, it's actually just a really great, um, humbling, <laughs> very humbling experience. <laughs> you're just like, yeah, down, you know, like infancy is like a whole frightening new stage of like, what did we just do? I, this is terrifying. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, I just, are you kidding me? They're going to let me just take this baby home. I don't have yep. to take a test. <laughs> I don't need a college degree for mothering, you know? So, I mean, there's just like that whole insecurity. Then you feel like you kind of get the hang of it and then they turn to and their free will kind of rocks you and you're like, okay. And then they're children. And, and then you're like, okay, cool. Like I got it. And then you're into a whole new season with the teenager stage and stuff. And I feel like, you know, you're just, I, I've, I'm, when I was gardening this last um, season, this really helped me get through some of the, the insecurities and worry of, of, did I do the right things planting and sowing? And there's this morning it was on air one. It's a radio station we listened to in the car and they were talking about gardening and you you put the seed in and you don't know if it's going to come up or, you know, the face of it all, like you have to bury it and you can't see it and you water it, but you don't see it, but you're doing it you're watering it. And then you're just hoping and praying, hey, I hope this works out. And I think that's like the teenagers, like you're like, okay, I did what I did. I planted, like I believe, I pray this works out, you know, and of course, like the diligent um, mothering that you're doing and stuff, you're just like, oh, please, 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 please. So we're kind of in that stage right now where um, it's buried, it's growing. And um, I'm sure, you know, when my my child is older, I'll be like, oh gosh, wow, you turned out great. <laughs> and he is great. It's great. Everything is good. It's just one of those, like, you know what in your heart, but sometimes it's hard. Um, that's just like parenting in general, really. It's hard to, to um, you do the things daily and it's just not this instant gratification all the time. It's a lot of like drudgery and laundry and cooking and things like that. So um, kind of like gardening, a lot of pulling weeds and mm-hmm. yes, and the tending and stuff. So you don't always see the harvest right away. So that's kind of where we're praying those things. So it is very good to look back and see your life in other seasons of where God totally showed up and your life did bear fruit. And um, sometimes you're thinking like, oh, gosh, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm in this organization or I'm spending all my time doing these things. And, or even just, you might mentor someone or do um, a discipleship with somebody and you spend a season with them and you're, you don't really understand the outcome until much later. And 
that's been really cool to see some fruit in earlier in my life that really was like, wow, this is so awesome. I've seen so many people just grow from this one thing, you know, so Mm -hmm. um, that's been really rewarding too. I love that. I love the imagery of, of, I guess, ourselves as seeds, because it's so true. Like the, the water, the Holy Spirit is watering and seeds too. Like what comes out first is the root, the little, well, the little shoot and then the roots. Roots grow underground. You can't see them, but they have to go down deep until, until they come into the little, their maturity, right? I love that. It's so true. So, so interesting. So I planted um, artichokes <laughs> are really comical. So I planted them, put them in the seeds, did all this stuff. I watered them. We spent a whole season watering and taking up space. Right. And then my friend comes over and she says, well, artichokes, it takes three years for, for them to bear fruit. I was like, what? <laughs> Three years? <laughs> Who would ever do that if they knew it took two years? Oh I would have provided it if, if I knew that it was going to take two years. And it was funny. And I was like, yeah, it's probably like what God says. Like, you would have never done the steps that I needed you to do if you knew how hard it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> but how rewarding. And so then she said to me, she was like, well, She's like, the good news is it, they are amazing family air, like legacy plants. Like you will give your um, daughter-in-law someday this plant when she, you know, when she marries your son, um, this artichoke plant will live on forever. And I was just like, wow, that's, <laughs> that's really <amazing>. deep. <laughs> If I would have known how much work this is going to be. And second, how cool is that? You know, wow, that's like a legacy plant. I never even thought about that at all. And, and I think that that's kind of good to hear when we're dealing with um, just the struggles of everyday life, like teenagers, like, oh my gosh, my son is going to, you know, grow up to be whatever God wants him to be and be this legacy that is just amazing. And I know it's going to happen. And I just feel that promise of God. And um, so God is greater. God is greater than your fears. And God is greater than, you know, your fears of being like, I would have never planted that if I would have known to produce fruit. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, I love that. And it's in it asparagus the same way it takes a couple years for asparagus to produce as well yeah it is I planted that one too (laughs) you're supposed to like trim them and you know make (laughs) like super big or what I don't even know there's all these like and and part of it is just I fly by the seat in my pants with most everything I'm like (laughs) I'm just gonna put like a bazillion seeds into these milk jugs in February and see what happens. And then I'm like, Oh my goodness. I really wasn't prepared for this. I overplanted, I overwatered. I didn't space anything out. But it looked amazing. <laughs> it's like a metaphor for my life, you know, like 
sure, we can do this, whatever. Let's do it. Oh my goodness. What was I thinking? <laughs> well, you're, you're still feeding our family with your pesto, which is amazing, by the way. So, oh pesto. <laughs> you harvested and you gave away, <laughs> you provided for others. It is, it is awesome. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So that's it. When you're looking in, well, when you're living your life, it's so much like insecurity. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I am just kind of living by the seat of my pants. We're just throwing, you know, things out there. We're planting. I have no idea what I'm doing. Here we go. Let's put some water on this. And I'm probably really terrible at this. And that lies of the enemy and da, da, da. But you plan anyway. Mm -hmm. And you do it anyway. <laughs> and then you look back and then on your like harvest and you're like, wow, it, I had no idea what I was doing. Everything is kind of crowded, but you know, like it still grew and it was really pretty and it was really fun at the same time. <laughs> it was hard. So I guess that's kind of life in, in, in a way. And I looked back at my pictures this morning, you know, it's just the end result is really awesome and really pretty. And I think that's what God can do in your life too. Like he can make the messy still look really pretty. <laughs> absolutely absolutely and work for him and then look we're feeding families with our pesto <laughs> spiritual nourish nourishment right yeah. <laughs> and physical nourishment <laughs> oh but it's so true and I think that's so important like such a such an important thing to remember that again the imagery of the garden is amazing for the Christian walk in life like Spending your time in his word, reminding, and really it's not even ourselves reminding ourselves, it's, it's Jesus reminding us how faithful he really is. Because when we read the Bible, if we're just reading bits and pieces of it, we, we only see bits and pieces of who Jesus is. When we're reading the whole thing and really immersing ourselves in it and allowing God to really quiet our hearts, then he gets the chance to come into our minds and really tell us our worth that we might be a crazy messy garden that like your garden looks beautiful <laughs> and is overcrowded, whatever, but he's here coming into our hearts and telling us, no, this is how I see you. This is what you are to me. And all the lies of the enemy just get to be pushed away. Or when they try to come, they just bounce right off because we know the truth. But when we lack that, yeah, the, de the devil will come up from the underground. He'll come in through the sides. He'll come at us at all ways, any way he sees, sees an opening um, and try to tell us those lies. And sometimes we start to believe them. And then again, for me, that's when I know, okay, my quiet time with God is not where it needs to be. And my devotional time has been slacking. So I just need to dive right into it. Even if it's at 5 a.m., 6 a.m., doesn't matter. It just needs to happen. Because that, I love, again, that garden image of the Holy Spirit watering our hearts is what needs to happen on a daily basis. And for God to tell us, okay, new season, this is the plan. I'm not going to tell you too far ahead because I don't want you to freak out. <laughs> like Moses. Those artichokes. Get busy. 
<laughs> I'm totally planning artichokes next year. <laughs> Telling the girls, these are going to be your wedding presents. <laughs> that was so cool. I was like, wow, okay. I didn't realize that that's a, you could give those away and that legacy live on. Give them, yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh. Well, then again, yeah, go ahead. Um, it just kind of came up in my mind right now, but, mm-hmm. you know, when you feel those feelings, like the lies of the enemy, um, what do you say? Do you specifically, you know, call them out? Do you say like, um, you know, what are you in your mind? What are you saying to yourself? What are you putting out there when that comes to you? Right. Lies of the enemy. Trying to, let me think of a specific lately. So we have chosen online schooling. I guess they call it online schooling. now. (laughs) We're through a school. We're not, we're not completely homeschooling, but we're online schooling. So it's pretty much homeschooling with a, with a plan. Um, So a lot of it has been, okay, like, am I making the right decision? Is, are my kids going to be lacking social interaction? Um, Are my kids going to grow up weird? (laughs) I mean, isn't that always, always like number one question of homeschoolers, like, are they going to be weird? (laughs) No, my kids are not going to be weird. So there's, there's been a lot of attacks of the enemy and like two judgment. I, I really do fear judgment not necessarily from friends, but from my family. And that normally is not anything I have ever cared about. What my family's gonna do is what my family's gonna do. But when we chose homeschooling, I had reservations telling everybody at first because I just didn't want to deal with that. It was such a personal family decision anyway. And there was a little bit of stress behind it, but when we finally made the ultimate the or made the decision there was freedom in it we prayed about it and we knew it was the right move um other things happened within my family that made that decision just more make more sense i guess it was just solidified for us um but then when we were like okay like we people were asking what are you doing and it's like oh we're gonna be online 100%. And it really wasn't because of COVID. It didn't have a whole lot to do with that. It was just the right decision for us. So um, there's been, there are a lot of attacks on me just saying like, you're a weak mom, you're going to do your kids a disservice. They're not going to learn as much. They're going to be so far behind and blah, 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 blah. So really for me at first, it was like, okay, like just get in my, get in my zone, get in my prayer time. A couple of times I just went in my family room and just got down on my knees and was like, God, just quiet my heart. You tell me the truth. And one thing that I pray is Lord, I am praying for godly wisdom. James says, if any of you lack wisdom, pray for it. And God is faithful to give you that. God will never leave you without it. And it might not come right away, but eventually he'll develop whatever you you need in your heart, which then goes to your mind. So godly wisdom. And so that springboarded, I guess, me into knowing 
that whatever it is that we decide as a family is good enough for us and it will be good enough for them. And so coming across to those who, I don't know, made me nervous to tell them when we presented it as just a strength of the family, they're like, oh yeah, that sounds like an amazing idea. And every, all of a sudden, like all the voices of the enemy just went and there was, that was, that was it. That was it. So I think just knowing that there's always an answer in the word of God, um, specifically of how to pray for something is really comforting. And I don't always know what that is, but God will help me find it. Um, another one um, related to homeschooling is like, this is stressful. <laughs> is my life going to be like this all the time? And so the lie really is my life will probably never be the same, but how big of a blessing is that? And so when I disregard, okay, my life will probably never be the same, but start thanking God for everything that he's giving, given me, it changes my heart and it shuts the door on what the enemy is trying to tell me and complaining really, it shuts the door on complaining. And I think that's, for me right now, that's huge is to give thanks and be thankful versus complaining of how things could be or how I wanted them to be. And just opening my eyes to the blessing that's right before me is, is a really big thing for me right now. I love that, Erin. I love that it's um, giving people action, action things they can do. Like, okay, pray for wisdom. Mm -hmm. This is how I went through um, a tough season. And this is how I handled it with coming to the Lord and showing people those examples. Um, I learned a lot from that too. I learned um, one of my favorite stories is just Jesus being tempted mm -hmm. by the devil three times. And I'm like, okay, how does he do this? All right, I'm studying this, you know, <laughs> really? Um, <laughs> You know, and having kind of interactions with the enemy and and seeing what the enemy tempted him with, I think was really interesting. Um, you know, convenience and, um, you know, just all the different things that he used was just so fascinating. And then what the Lord, what God did and, and Jesus just saying like, hey, this is, this is words from my father and he had that in his tool belt that he could use to combat that and then it was just as easy as saying you know get away from me I know mm -hmm. you are and I know this is a lie and get away from me and I think that's super powerful I've been using that and and I've been sharing that with my kids like hey when that you know this isn't real this is not reality this is this is just a lie of the enemy, then this is how we can use, use this to, um, to, to win a battle that we all have to face. I feel like we do it a daily mm -hmm. <laughs> fighting those insecurities. And I loved how you said, um, just knowing who you are in Christ is that right there. Like, no, this isn't, this isn't, 
um, what God has in store for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. I reminds me, not specifically my examples, but before with other spiritual attacks, I have, I have said out loud, like, no, I'm a beloved daughter of Christ and Jesus loves me. And that has been, that's a, that's a weapon in your own tool, tool belt that anyone can use. The phrase that Jesus loves you is huge. I sing it to the girls and it's a song that most of us know, but it is powerful. The name of Jesus is powerful and the enemy knows that. I mean, there's, there's no evil in this world that is bigger than God. God is still more powerful and that's, that's just the end of it right there. So anything that he throws at us, we can just throw right back or reflect right back to him with the light of God and just reminding ourselves who we are. Well, Jesus died for us, so we are beloved. We are loved by him. That is so awesome. I love that. And I think that's, you know, oftentimes I've said this to you. I'm like, Aaron, you're the salt. <laughs> you walk in a room and you're like, ah, oh, that's amazing. You do you know, the way of God in you and um, showing Christ's love. And it is your smile, like infectious. I know people can't see you on Zoom and on a podcast, but if y'all ever get to meet Erin, it's just so cool. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. So just, I feel like you do that so well. And I think that's one of your gifts. And um, I just want to be around you. I'm like, wow, this is so great. You're just the best. So I just... <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I just, and again, it's just spending time with God. It's spending time with your friends, um, who can, um, build you up and strengthen your relationship with God. And, yes. and yes. you know, I was thinking a lot about Jesus when he was, um, you know, doing, sharing his testimony and being the light of the world and, who he chose to, to spend time with. And, um, you know, he had such good close friends, his disciples with him and they did, did work together and live together <laughs> and build each other up. And it's so, so important. I remember just thinking when I was younger, like, Oh, Jesus just hung out with a bunch of sinners. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, I didn't really hang out. I mean, that's where you went to save people because we all are sinners. We all are. It's, there's no measure of how much sinner we all are sinners equally. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it was just really interesting, but he did, you know, spend time with his friends, but he, he did fill up his cup with, with the Lord. Um, yes. And it's Absolutely. just a good example of how, how to live, um, how to live and then also live for others. And you can't, can't be filling everyone else's cup if you can't get yours filled up. <laughs> That's huge. Well, so rewinding one, thank you. Oh. <laughs> that was really sweet. <laughs> I have to comment, I have to throw in a thank you somewhere so they're not like listening. Like this girl is just eating it up and not giving anything back. <laughs> no. But too, like just bouncing back up to God, um, just, yes. I mean, that's, 
I think you do that too, is just reflecting the light of the Lord. And, and that's really what we're all capable of, right? Is we can't produce light on our own. We just reflect his own light, his light back out to the world. Um, and something came to mind, speaking of Jesus in the desert, being tempted by Satan. Um, I mean, the other part of that story is Jesus was alone. I feel like when we are by ourselves or when we seclude ourselves, that's a door for the, for the enemy to get through. And God did not make us that way. So when you're talking about spending time with your friends, friends that build you up, friends that build you up in the word, friends that just make you smile. I mean, that is, that is protection in and of itself. And so important to do that Jesus was tempted. He was starving in the desert and he was alone. And so when we're starving in our own desert and we seclude ourselves, that's when the devil attacks, attacks us. And so if we don't have those strongholds within us, if we're not spending time in the word, I mean, those lies can start to seem like reality. So pulling ourselves away from that. And again, being with people, being in a community, being who God made us to be, relationship, in a relationship with friends and family, with a spouse, with our children. Those are just, just easy ways that we can just throw up a wall in front of the devil and shine the light of Christ into other people. Doesn't mean it's easy. <laughs> I mean, nothing is, is easy usually in this world, but it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And another way that, again, we can share our testimony to others and, and say, hey, this is what I went through in this season. And this is how God helped me. Let me help you. I love that. And I do think the world that we live in, there is no like easy. I think that that's also another lie from the, the enemy. But God, my yoke is easy you know it's not hard to carry me right so I think that that is also you know that's a lie that I think the enemy gets us like like oh you don't want to get out of bed and spend time with me oh sleeping is better well like I think adulting as we know and have learned by going Mm -hmm. sometimes mostly on our own we see it's hard and (sighs) though we talk ourselves into it it's it is oftentimes really hard to go out and do things on our own um and I think that I wouldn't trade going back and not knowing that I can rely and charge up my myself my cell phone charge up with God and know I can do amazing things and be an amazing mom and be an amazing wife when I charge into him instead of going out and doing it on my own because I've done it and it's terribly hard. (laughs) Just doesn't work the same way. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's so true. I mean, keeping that communication open. I mean, when a cell phone doesn't work, you just want to throw it against the wall. It's so annoying. But stay, staying plugged into the father and charged up. I mean, he's, he's endless power, endless power supply. And I mean, you get full service when you're with him versus spotty reception. So 
um, before we were recording, I was telling Aaron, um, <clears throat> the last three days I've spent looking at my thermostat and like playing with it and being like, yeah. on? it's just not working. There's just something that's off here. Like my house is getting colder. It was 65. Now it's 60. Then the next day I wake up, it's like 55. Then, and we have a fireplace, so I've been using it. And then I'm like, this is just crazy. It's 50 degrees <laughs> for raising my house. So I finally make a call. I call my brother-in-law first because he um, has less family responsibilities um, stuff. So I didn't want to like disturb his life. He's like, okay, I can get there after work. And I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> so I, I call my dad and I'm like, oh, dad, mom, my thermos. I don't know what's going on, but I need your help. And literally they're like, we'll, we're coming over right now. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like get the kids, they're in their snowsuits and gloves to go to school. <laughs> We pull up school and like no one else has their kids in like looking like the, what's that Christmas story where the kids can't move in their snowsuits. It's just comical. That was my kids. So drop them off. Bye kids. I'm going to go try and figure out this heater situation. So come home. My dad is fixing. He fixed the pilot light. The pilot light, one little tiny light goes out and my entire house is dropping temperature as the days go on and of course we had this massive snowstorm and um it's still october we haven't even hit halloween and we'd probably had like a foot and a half of snow on the ground mm -hmm. so it was just a perfect storm literally and we're freezing in our house and so i'm telling aaron it's probably like gosh god's like hey i know you're suffering I know it's cold in there. I know the temperature's dropping. Why don't you call me? Because that's exactly what my dad said. Why would you live so miserable <laughs> when you could have just called me and I would have came and fixed it for you and life could get back to being awesome. Like, and you know, you still have struggles, but just call me. And I was like, gosh, that's probably how God feels all the time. Like, would you just ask? I just need to know what's going on in your life. Like, I want to be a part of it. I want to fix it. Um, I don't want you to suffer. Like, let me come and be your strength. Let me come and, and be that one tiny little light that lights up the whole, the whole world, essentially. Mm -hmm. So it was cool. So I'm, I'm sharing with this with Erin. And she's like, oh my gosh, I was reading this devotional. <laughs> so yeah, that was really cool. What your devotional said. It was awesome. I'm like, no, was, I know. Well, and it's, so my devotional is, I mean, it was from a few years ago. I sat down at 6 a.m. I'm in back in, the, I'm back in my schedule, more or less, um, to do a new devotional. And my heart was just um, drawn to flipping to the beginning, like we've been talking about, of this journey uh, that I started in the notebook, just reading through some old devotionals that I had written down. And one, one wasn't attached, it kind of fell out. So that's just where I went to. I mean, how 
how amazing is, is God? He just knows <laughs> the perfect, the perfect place to start and the perfect thing to read. So I was just reading through it, had a little bit about Moses, about what I was studying now. So I was like, oh yeah, this is totally, totally spot on, Lord. Like, thank you. And then at the end of it, it says the vision of this devotional is Jesus is our pilot light. So Bobby's sharing her pilot light story and then relating it back to God. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go get it because I'm like, you won't believe me. And I had to show her on the screen the words that I wrote. Jesus is our pilot light. And then just and it went into Hebrews 10, 24 about how we need to support each other and, and be in a community and be relationship in a relationship and relational, a hard word for me to say, but relational. <laughs> and mindful about being together and not like suffering on our own suffering internally like Bobby said God just he knows what we need before we even ask it he is just like waiting on his toes to be like yes 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 and here here's more here's more of what you need I know what you need just come to me and fall into my arms so it was just like a perfect moment of, oh my gosh, we know what we're talking about today. <laughs> For sure. And it was my most, um, I'm my most almost regretful, like painful sorrow things in my life were because I was being stubborn and I wasn't submitting and I'm like, I can do this on my own. And my husband gets so frustrated with me. Like I told him the whole pilot story today and he's just like, why didn't you call me? He's hunting. He's like, why don't you call me? I would have helped you. And I'm like, ah, but it was a out of insecurity. I thought I was doing it wrong. Something was wrong. Like I wasn't figuring out the thermostat. They're new. I'm like, ah, I'm just not figuring it out. I'm not smart enough. I don't understand this. I should be able to figure this out on my own. And so I just even something as silly as the heater. <laughs> it's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> The like insecurities and the lies that fill you up and and especially like when you're trying to provide something for your children you know I have all my kids are home they're freezing <laughs> and you know like why can't I do this this is so silly I literally like got them out of bed and I'm like okay let's go I'm, we got the fire going and I'm like getting them dressed warming up their clothes by the fire it was just like a, I'm super grateful that I didn't, I live where I live now and I didn't have to live like back in the day where a fireplace was the, my only heat source. You know, there's that. Like, dang, Colorado is so cold. <laughs> and I'm super thankful for our in energy industry, A, you know, B. Um, but yes, it was because I was being stubborn and I was not submitting that I, and I was trying to figure it out on my own and I just wanted to be smart and competent instead of ask for help. And I could definitely see where um, that definitely just caused me a lot of heartache and stupidity and pain that I just could have avoided completely if I would have just asked for help. Right. And that's so true. Like that's just how the enemy works. I mean, even knowing his scheme doesn't make it any better. He wants to get us alone. He wants us to be by ourselves or think that we're alone. And in, in it, we, the only way out of this is, is 
by something that I can do or whatever. Like that is just his scheme, but it works so well because he's the father of lies. He's really good at it. He's been doing it for decades and decades. <laughs> yeah, it was just really interesting. But yeah, I, and I, I, I just know like when I submit and I mm-hmm. like I humble myself um, and I, I'm like, okay, what can I learn from this ridiculousness <laughs> of the heater pilot light saga? But there's always some like real awesome lesson that I can gather from some, some of these things, you know, you're just like, oh gosh, Bobby. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like in our society, we don't necessarily, it's not necessarily like heroic to admit when you don't know something or, um, or that humbleness or submitting, you know, to a higher authority, you know, I think that, um, especially with, um, I don't know. I mean, the world will always tell you one way to live and mm-hmm. God tells you the right way to live and the, the way that will produce fruit. And yeah, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> like, like, oh boy. And two, I just didn't want to stop my life either. I just didn't want to stop my, I'm just like, just work heater. Like, I don't want to have to um, stop what I'm doing to deal with this. Like, I don't have enough time. Like, can I just push this little button and it'd be fixed, you know? And so I think there's a lesson in that too. <laughs> right. The, the inconvenience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. People can't see you, but Bobby is still wrapped up in a blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The heat has been on for a a day and a half. This is lovely. This is really great. I didn't have to trick in the snow and get firewood. (laughs) That was lovely. Usually I'm complaining that it's, my husband sets at 65 degrees and it's kind of like, it's so cold. And then today I looked at the thermostat and I was like, it's 65 degrees. Yay. It's a win. <laughs> I will never complain about that again. It's gratefulness too. You know, You're like, okay, now we, I am. I'm very grateful for, for a lot of things for sure. <laughs> yeah. well, I love that. I love that point you made that the being like being inconvenienced um that thought thought popped into my head again about Moses when he turned toward the burning bush I mean yes it's an amazing like uh, situation like this isn't normal but I think he, he did have the choice to just walk away and go about his day because it could have been an inconvenience for him and he chose to turn toward God he chose to see what God was trying to tell him. And I, I love that the inconvenience versus saying, okay, okay, Lord, like let's do it your way now. Cause this isn't working. <laughs> yes. I think pretty much most of my, most of God's lessons is probably is because I didn't do it. I'm like, Oh, this doesn't work actually. Okay. <laughs> but what a gift. 
you know, I'd rather it, it have happened at some point, you know, than not, not at all. Yes. So even I am very stubborn. I know where <laughs> my children get it. <laughs> but that stubbornness is good if it's used for the right things. You know, I can stand firm and be, leave and have stubbornness when it comes to what my father, what his word says and how yes. I want to that in the world um so yes that's a good quality but you know not all but don't be stubbornness to the wisdom of the lord (laughs) you you know like okay so that's that's always a good thing to marinate on i love that i love that that's beautiful it's good life lesson honestly (laughs) awesome well, thanks, Erin. I'm going to wrap this up. I got to go get two of my children from school. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you. This was so fun. I love talking about this stuff. Even, even when you're not an Aaron, I guess, from the Bible, but when you're a Moses, I mean, you still have stuff to say and it will resonate with somebody somewhere. I mean, I had a discipler that would tell me, even if it just helps one person, it was worth it. So never be afraid. Never be afraid to step out into what God is calling you. Wise words. Mm-hmm. Should we pray? Yep, let's pray. Do you want to close? Yes. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we are just so grateful. So grateful for your wisdom and guidance and friendship. I'm so grateful for Erin and her wisdom and her voice and for sharing with us today. Um, Just thank you for this fellowship, Lord. And we just pray that that we can be a megaphone for your truth, God, and that this can help just that one person, help them in their journey. And um, we just give you all the glory, God. We just love you. And we're so thankful for, for, you being our pilot light and the miracles and the amazing mystery of you. And we just love you. We love you so much, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Yay. Awesome. Talk to you soon.